Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, celebrities, the real story, and ugh, celebrities. But uh, I was very naive when I started it, uh, and I learned that a lot of photographers can be very aggressive, very aggressive. I'm covering the scene. Like, I don't really care if they're going to look at me or not. I just covered it. The scene is what's interesting to me. Most of the celebrities, I do not recognize. The only way I know, like I look at the other photographers, where they point in their cameras, and that's where I point. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. We really appreciate it. It helps out the show, and more than anything, we just like hearing from you. So our first guest is a celebrity photographer, but she's different than most other celebrity photographers. And that's why she's gained a massive online following because she specializes in showing the side of celebrities that we don't usually see. And even if you're not interested in celebrities, I think it's fascinating to find out what they're really like and even more than that, what the world around them and the people around them are like. This is celebrity photographer Mickey Blanc, better known as New York Mickey. Are you surprised by people's reaction to your videos? I'm just surprised with how mean people can be, either towards me or just the people featured in the video. When you look through the comments, like are most of them nice or did the mean ones just really stand out? So that's what you see. Mean ones always stand out. Yeah. You can have like tons of great comments and then you'll have a few really nasty ones and they will always stand out. Did you kind of set out to do this? Was this the plan? Like I want to be a celebrity photographer, videographer, or was this something that just kind of happened? <laughs> no, I had nothing to do with a celebrity. I'm not, I'm not into this world. I wasn't. And um, people used to ask me, oh, you live in New York City. What celebrities did you see? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I saw Jerry Seinfeld once. And now, like, you ask me, I've seen everybody in a year. I've seen, like, once you get your bubble to notice there are celebrities around you, you can find them anywhere. I've seen so many, like, I cannot even count. 
And that's a difference between like my before and my after. Before, it was like eight years, one Jerry Seinfeld. And now it's like a year and it's every, anybody. Just name the person. I, I've seen it. I, it's on my videos. It's crazy. Does that mean that they're kind of like walking around us all the time and we oh. just don't notice? Like in Manhattan, all the time. There's like events happening, premieres. New York Fashion Week is like basically a parade of celebrities. If you know where to stand, they're just going to parade in front of you one by one. It's, yeah, you just need to have the, the intel. That's it. How do you get that intel then? Uh, well, that's... <laughs> um, so basically, I have a big community of people and they know what I'm doing. And they know I cover celebrities. They know I cover premieres. So they will send me the information. Sometimes I get the information directly from the brands. They're like, oh, we're coming. Do you want to cover us here? Do you want to cover us there? That's what I was always kind of wondering, right? Like, how do people like yourself find these celebrities? But it kind of sounds like one way or another, either the celebrities, people, or the brand they are working for is directly telling you where they're going to be. Like, listen, I don't do, I don't do a private life. I'm not like, there's some, they're like paparazzi standing outside the, their, where they live and just waiting for them to come out. I do not do this kind of stuff. That's like, that's creepy. But if they're on a filming set, they're filming on the street, if they have a premiere, if like the brand is reaching out, hey, this celebrity is gonna be at this restaurant at this time, then it's legit. Then it's like, it's like uh, public relations, right? It's a completely different story between the two. It's not the same. Is that usually how it works, how celebrity photographers find out about it? Is like somebody from the brand or the celebrity is telling you where they're going to be? A lot of times, yes. Like most of, the, uh, for filming set, no, I have this information. Filming set will not announce. Oh, they do announce, but they don't want a lot of people. They have to announce because they, they film in a public street. But most of the public don't know how to get to this information. For premieres, they will announce. Like, that's why all the photographers are there, the Getty photographers, the Bagrid, all the photographers are there because they send them the information. They gave them credentials to stand there and take photos and videos. But if like that's somebody walking outside of his house, that's paparazzi. That's like a photographer that knows where the celebrity lives and just park there the whole day waiting for them to come out. And people like me, I think I'm completely new to the industry because I'm a content creator. I don't see around me other content creators. All the other people around me are photographers that have been doing it for years. And some of them started putting their videos on social media. But there are photographers, that's their main priority, like selling their photos to magazines. They're not really, you know, creators. So I'm like the first person, I think, stepping this borderline. Kind of moving away from the idea of selling the photographers to somebody else, but you're just putting the content directly on social media and doing do it from there. I do not sell any photos or videos. Even if I have an exclusive videos, you do not believe the amount of email I get. Oh, we want this video. I'm like, no, I'm not there. Like I didn't sell any of them. Zero. How much, how much will they offer you for them? Uh, they usually like, don't, they like, just, we want the video, let's go through the contract. And the contracts are always, oh, you, like, I gave them full rights, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want it. I just want, this is my video. I want to be able to do whatever I want with it. 
So I don't even have the, uh, I don't even have the time to start negotiating with them. I just like usually ignore these emails. That's yeah. surprising. Like I would feel like I, I couldn't resist the curiosity being like, well, what would you pay me though? It's a hustle. And um, they're very manipulating because they're like a big company with a lot of people and I'm just one person. And the contract, like usually, like you have to have the time to read it and to understand what they're asking for. And I don't, I don't have this time. And so I don't, I don't deal with it. Maybe I should, but I don't. What's kind of your typical like approach? Say you're going out on a shoot or what's your day like? My weeks, my days are very, very different. It's not like something fixed that I, yeah. so I just find a spot. I do not, like most photographers will shout like, look here, look here, shout the names. I don't feel the need to do it um, because there's so many photographers and I just feel like I'm, I'm covering the scene. Like, I don't really care if they're going to look at me or not. I just covered it. The scene is what's interesting to me, how this person comes and surrounded with all the photographers and how they react. What is that kind of scene usually like when celebrities arrive? Oh, it, I, well, it depends on the celebrity. It depends on the photographers around me, which by now I know most of the photographers. Um, it depends how many people are there. Um, there was like a, a, a scene going viral on TikTok of Gigi Hadid arriving at Rockefeller. And we were like about 10 photographers there covering the event. And most of the photographers standing on one side, one photographer was standing with the fans. And before she arrived, they're like uh, fighting where she's going to look, if she's going to look at him or she's going to look at us. <laughs> and once she's arrived, like everybody like, Gigi, look at me. No, don't look at him. It was like, that was amazing. And, um, and yeah, they were like shouting. It was like very emotional. And other scenes, even if you have like more photographers are not that emotional, um, especially if the celebrity is stopping for a long time. Like if you're stopping for a long time, each photographer have a chance. But if you're just walking inside, then it can be booing, it can be yelling, it gets very emotional. What's like how much time usually passes? Like you've got minutes to get a shot or you've got seconds? Uh, the same event, Doja Cat came and we knew that her car and she was sitting inside her car for like a full minute, not coming out. And then she came out and she immediately walked inside <laughs> and everybody like, boo, boo, like they were booing because they were waiting for so long and she was just walking in. And so one minute inside the car, we can't see her and then just walking for like 10 seconds. But I have a good video because there was nobody blocking my view. And another instant, I had the um, premiere for Amsterdam with Robert De Niro and Mike Myers. That was insane. There were so many fans there, and there were so many people working at the entrance. When a celebrity came in, it kind of disappeared between the sea of people. So you couldn't see him. Like, I have Drake coming out of the car, and I see him coming out of the car, and then in a second, it just disappeared between a sea of people and walking inside. That's it. So I have like a second. You see him for a second when he's coming out of the car. That's it. Yeah. Is it pretty competitive with other photographers or is it more just like chaos is happening around these people? So you've got to get – are you competing with the other photographers or are you competing with the other people who are there? Um, well, obviously, the more people that are there, the less chance you have to get a good shot because people just can block you. 
Um, usually I don't really care because I'm not, again, I'm not selling. I'm just taking photo of the scene. Um, but uh, I was very naive when I started it. Uh, and I learned that a lot of photographers can be very aggressive, very aggressive. They can, they're like, I think maybe you have to in the industry. I don't know, but they can be really not pleasant to be around aggressive. They can harass you. They can threaten you just not people you want to be around a lot of the times, which is kind of sad, but they were trying to drive me away from doing that, but I was holding my ground and I'm still do that. I, I'm still here. What are some, what, like, what are some of the things that have happened to you? I got threats. I got photographers, paparazzis more, taking photos of me, sharing them on social media, calling me names, um, going to the police officers, telling lies about me, <laughs> um, uh, telling me, go back to Brazil, or you're not going to be allowed to step uh, another time in New York City. You know, threats, basically threats. Harassing, bullying. Does it ever get like physical kind of? Uh, so apparently they know not to touch you because if they touch you, then that's like, uh, that can ban them from this profession forever. And some of them already have files against them so that they cannot, cannot have another one. But they have ways on um, emotionally manipulate you and make you and stress you out without touching you. Is it male dominated? Yeah, for yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lots of males with lots of ego and self-esteem and territorial a sense of territory. This is my territory. You're not supposed to be in my territory. Is that kind of? And I'm not like absolving people necessarily, but is that how the industry works? In the sense that, like in football, people are going to get tackled, right? Like this is how the industry is. It is super competitive. And people will do anything to try to get any kind of advantage over the other person. They will. Look, look some of them are really nice um, people. I actually got uh, two of them as my mentors. They're helping me to find my way and helping me with finding the information. And um, one of them actually started with being my worst enemy, but I like we were able to turn over a new leaf and now um you know we're kind of collaborating and uh, we have like communication between us um but some are just like very childish behavior and i just uh currently just ignore and i just do not address a talk or and whenever i see them i try to hide myself so they don't see me and you know nothing happens when you go to like film something, obviously events are scheduled ahead of time, but yeah. how much notice do you usually get if somebody's like, hey, this person's going to be at this restaurant in five minutes. Can you get there? Or is it like, hey, they're going to be there. It's four o'clock. They're going to be there at nine. Oh, th that's different. That's different. If somebody is going, like if a celebrity going to the uh, restaurant and that's kind of a PR stunt, they send you like a few days or uh, enough hours before that celebrity comes. That's like a PR event. That's not a filming set. A filming set, they are not, they do, filming set usually don't want photographers, paparazzi, nobody covering um, their work. Because uh, like, spoiler, I don't know why. I don't know. Um, 
So they will not announce, but since they're filming in the streets, there are ways to find out where this, they're filming. And the time is tricky, but since I have a big community, lots of people, lots of eyes in the city, usually when somebody see a film instead, they will say, hey, Mickey, they're filming here and here. So, you know, so I have the exact timing. Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions? Oh, sure. Biggest celebrity that you've ever gotten video of? Probably Julia Roberts. She's not my most viewed video, but I think she's the biggest, I think, Julia Roberts. She's up there. She's kind of a little old school movie star celebrity as opposed to like... But that's why, because everybody knows her. Like I have the young ones from TikTok, which are booming, but like the audience generation does not know them. But I feel like Julia Roberts, 90% of the people know who she is, right? So... Well, she's like a celebrity in the sense that she was famous for doing something as opposed to famous for being famous. Yes. Where I think some people are now kind of yes. going into that territory. Yeah. Is there a type of celebrity that like this experience is going to be easier or more difficult in the sense that like, okay, a movie star, that's going to be pretty simple, but the internet TikTok influencer is going to be chaotic, right? Like, can you expect anything based on the industry that they are famous for? Listen, nowadays, uh, even if you have somebody like really famous, it's not a guarantee for your video to go viral, especially if there were like lots of people taking this content, then it's like a competition. It's like randomly the algorithm would choose one. Um, as for the comments, if like it's somebody TikTok famous, like uh, Dixie, which I filmed for New York Fashion Week, then the comments will be like, oh, she's a celebrity. Oh, she's not a celebrity. You know, she's famous. She's not famous. She's just a person doing TikToks. Um, I don't get this debate. Uh, she clearly is a celebrity and she's clearly is famous, but she's different from Julia Roberts, right? In, in, the, in your mind and in people's mind. Yeah. I have this theory that somehow the reason that people like what Dick, the, the inner, the TikTok influencer celebrities get so famous is because there's such argument over why they're famous. And that just fuels the whole algorithm, right? Yeah, that definitely makes her like, if I'll use the word celebrity in her video, that will make the video blows up because people, she's not a celebrity. <laughs> Oh, and do you do that on purpose or did you just kind no, of figure that out? No, I don't do it on purpose, but uh, sometimes I make, I, I choose a headline and then I'm like, okay, this video went viral because of the headline, um, not because of the actual video. But I know it in retrospect. I usually don't know it when I, you know, write the headline. Last time that you were kind of like, oh, it's this person. When you were personally like, oh. If I look back, the, my two most uh, all moments was when I met Ed Harris on the uh, Westworld filming set, Ed Harris. That was amazing. And then when I met Chris North um, on the, and just like that filming set, that were like, like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Are they, are celebrities themselves, are they usually nice to you? Are they mean to you? They don't know me. They just, um, you see just how they are at that particular moment. Sometimes they have time, they're really nice. Sometimes they're like really running late, so we, they will not stop. But 
it's not like they address their behavior towards me or anybody else. It's just um, the circumstances, it makes you see what you see in that moment. They're, they're reacting to the situation, not necessarily any person involved yeah, in the situation. No, but I noticed that some fans are really good in getting them smiling and getting their attention. And some fans are more likely to get photos with them than others. Funny, if you look at this industry, it's not just the photographers. With the photographers come the fans, which are, a lot of them are like um, professionalized in this field of finding celebrities and taking either selfies or autographs. So you see the same photographers, the same fans, and the same people asking for autographs. It's usually the same people. The people who go there, like they're professional fans of celebrities, like they just yes. go to... Yes. Uh, like the front row is usually the same faces over and over again. And uh, sometimes I, I feel like really sad seeing that because they, some of them are kind of aggressive, like the photographers. And I see the celebrities giving them attention and it's like, ah, you should not give this person attention. But, you know, they don't know who this person is. Oh, but are they like professional fans in the sense that like this is what they yes. they like to do this or someone is hiring these people to like go and act like this? Uh, uh, no, uh, well, maybe somebody hires them to go and get autographs because autographs can get you money, I guess. So maybe somebody can have somebody to just go and get autographs. I don't think the people for the selfies getting any money for that. They're just like, it's like a hobby that went wild. That's what I think. That they're like very focused on getting as many photos with celebrities as possible. Like a good hobby or like, ooh, this is a I little feel, bit of an unhealthy obsession oh, I feel, hobby. I feel it's unhealthy. I feel it's unhealthy. I feel, yeah. So in some cases, I'm like, this is across the border of they should have. They have no um, balance there, no balance. They, they just go whenever, and that's their big priority in life. So that's not healthy in my mind. Celebrity that's hardest to recognize. And I, I mean that it, <laughs> in the sense that like, oh, I didn't even know that was them. Most of the celebrities, I do not recognize. The only way I know, like I look at the other photographers, where they point in their cameras, and that's where I point. Usually I do not recognize the people. I'm like, okay, this is a person. Okay. And then later I like Google and find out who it is, how big they are. And if it's worth, you know, um, posting the video or not. But I had this incident with, um, um, Katie Holmes, like she was coming. I see a few photographers. She was coming from a New York fashion week. week. I saw a few photographers around there. I'm like, oh, maybe she's interested. I'll take a video. I took a video. I forgot about it. And then I see the summary from the Tom Ford. New York Fashion Week and I see Katie Holmes and I see what she was wearing. I'm like, oh, I took a video of her. She was standing next to me. I didn't recognize her. I made a video out of it of like me not recognizing Katie Holmes because she was right in front of me. She was walking towards me, basically. Do they generally look like what you think they're going to look like? Um, uh, some of them, I guess, like Gigi Hadid was, you know, everybody's there screaming Gigi and she's the only person walking. So, you know, it's Gigi Hadid. But I had, um, I was filming the Michael Kors in New York Fashion Week and all the models came and I'm like, oh, he must have some big models walking the runway. 
So I'm looking to see if I recognize any of them. I didn't. And then I see Bella Hadid was in his show. I'm like, how did I miss Bella Hadid? I'm like, she was there, but I filmed all the models there. How could I miss her? So I'm looking and I'm saying, yeah, she was walking right towards me. And as soon as she's smiling through my camera, I shifted to the person behind her because I did not recognize her. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so stupid. But yeah, that's the way it is. Well, that's... It's tough to realize what people actually look like. Like I used to be a news reporter and we wouldn't do with celebrities, but usually like an infamous person in the sense like this person just got arrested. This is what they look like. And it's surprising like, oh, wait, is that is that them? I have no like you wouldn't really be able to tell a lot of times because people don't look in person like what they you think that they are going to look like best place like if you're going and you're like i gotta get something today i gotta get some content today like where are you gonna go and be like i know i'm gonna see somebody are you a paparazzi now uh, so as i mentioned at the beginning of this conversation paparazzi is somebody that makes money off the photos and videos and we already established the fact that i never saw the signal single celebrity photos or videos to news media that's one Second one is somebody that's a chase celebrities on their private life. And you do not see videos of like, I do not do that. I do not go outside their houses. I do not. Occasionally a fan or a, um, one of my community members will send me a video of, oh, I, I met this celebrity in the street and they have like a really cute video. I will share it, but I'm not. That, that's not what I do. No. So the answer is no. What's your reaction when celebrities get mad at photographers taking their pictures? I don't, I didn't even, I, I, I don't remember seeing a celebrity being mad because again, I'm not taking photos of them doing their private life. I'm either on a filming set where they're already on camera or premieres where they expect cameras, red carpets, they expect cameras or a PR event when again, they expect cameras. So. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a celebrity get upset because they were, I, I can feel, I can think of an incident. Oh, you know what? I think Sarah Jessica Parker was really frustrated because her show, when she started filming and just like that, it was so buzzing and everybody wanted to see her and her outfits. It was insane. That was like lots of photographers every time she was filming. Lots of fans. The streets were full with people. I think she was frustrated about it, but she never, uh, she never really said anything. You just like kind of read it between the lines, or you heard it from people on the crew, but she never said anything directly to the fans or photographers. Nicest celebrity. Nicest celebrity. I think they're like, I think if you are in the industry, you have to be nice. I think all of them are nice because if they weren't, they weren't be in the industry. And sometimes, again, they're in a hurry, so they cannot be nice. But uh, sometimes I go to a premiere and uh, I did it actually one time because I went to the Power of the Rings uh, premiere and the actors there, people don't know them because they're all new. Um, so I went and I covered that and I had to make it interesting because people do not know the actors. So I ranked them uh, according to what I saw as they were coming 
and how they react to their fans and how they were reacting to, you know, the people around them. So I was ranking them between like one that just walked in, ignoring everybody to the one that was really nice talking to the camera, just being really sweet. So I did that one time. Yes. Is there a meanest one? Do you have a meanest one? Mean? Um, not mean, I, uh, not mean. The only thing I can think of that sometimes they're really oblivious to the world of photographers and fans around them. So it's kind of really, kind of really painful to see the photographers that are choosing to be around them, which makes me feel not highly of them because if they're choosing this photographer, they clearly, I don't know, but not mean, no. That's pretty much all the questions I've got. Is there anything else you think that we missed or anything like that? Oh, <laughs> well, this is a very broad uh, territory that to cover, but I think you covered most of the good stuff. So for people, if they want to find you, want to find out more about you, like what should, where should they look? Where are you at? All that kind of stuff. Uh, sure. So I'm, uh, I have my social media channels and basically I share different content for each one of my social media channels. So for my Facebook followers, I share live videos from New York and then I talk about whatever was happening in my life and what celebrity I met, what filming set I covered, what, whatever was going on or in the city, I will share in my live uh, walk on Facebook. Instagram is like the current things happening in the city. This is happening now. This is happening tomorrow. This is, um, and, and TikTok is basically interesting moment I captured uh, throughout the day. That like anybody, even if you're not in New York or interested in coming here, you'll find it interesting. Now, is this the full-time living? Can it be a full-time living? It's more than a full-time living. I do it 24-7. I want to thank Mickey so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we have linked to her on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And we have also included her information in the episode description. So real quick, I want to introduce you to another podcast that we found that I think is worth checking out. It's called I Am with Johnny Wilkinson. For me, the difference between our limits and what we're really capable of is the most powerful thing we can investigate in this lifetime. Join me, Johnny Wilkinson, as I speak with pioneers and thought leaders from around the globe. We focus on remarkable transformations taking place within individuals through the lens of sport, spirituality, health and well-being, parenting, addiction, science, and many more. My name is Johnny Wilkinson, and welcome to I Am, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now let's bring in John Shaw and get to the pointless part of the show. Do you have a favorite celebrity? It's probably a good good mixture between uh, The Rock and Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Why? I mean, name me, name me something he's done that you're not a fan of. It might have been. The last movie I probably watched with him that I enjoyed was The Departed. Otherwise, I'm just kind of like, eh. Would you want to be famous like that? I mean, would I like to? Would I like to do it for a week, maybe a day? Sure, who wouldn't? But how many celebrities get through stardom, we'll call it, without anything? You know, without any 
uh, drama issues. There's very few celebrities. I don't even know if I can name one that didn't, you know, that was a mega star that was in the, in the paparazzi limelight 24 seven that didn't have something because you're, you're human, right? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to punch a paparazzi. You're going to hit them with your car. Um, so would I want to be sure, but not, not the rest of my life, but maybe for a week. I think it'd be cool. I mean, obviously like having the money would be cool, right? Like, I don't think anybody would turn that down, but I bet it would get old pretty fast. Like, ooh, especially if you were super, super famous. That seems like it would be getting old. Like, I remember watching the last dance with Michael Jordan and how he talked about, like, I really can't even leave my hotel room. Like, I'm kind of a prisoner of my own fame. But, I mean, he's kind of like the 1% of the 1%. I mean, Michael Jordan is known everywhere in the world, pretty much. That's true. But I also don't feel like he has screaming legions of fans like some movie star celebrities would be like. You don't generally see people going acting like that with athletes. Not the same way that they act with like singers or actors, like ah, screaming and crying after seeing people. Like you don't usually see that with athletes. Do you get why people are obsessed with celebrities? Right? Are you are you sick of celebrities or do you want more celebrities? I, I went through my teenage years, right, where you you're crazy for for celebrities, right? Especially when we were growing up, because there was the pop craze and I don't know, the Britney Spearses, the, the the boy bands, the alternative music. There were so many avenues to latch onto. And then we get older and you have the the Justin Bieber's and the Serena, Selena Gomez's. And I had no idea who they were. But now as I get older, you know, and they pop up every now and again, I'm like, oh, man, I kind of feel bad for Justin Bieber now because he lived his entire life in that spotlight, made some mistakes. And, you know, now he has Lyme disease. He does? He does, yes. Oh, the Biebs? Him and Avril Lavigne. It must be a Canadian thing. I don't think Avril Lavigne is, is a real person. I think it's a computer. There's some great conspiracy theory about Avril Lavigne, but like that she actually died years ago, and like there's a replacement for Avril Lavigne. Some of the, there is some great conspiracy theories surrounding celebrities that I do appreciate a good. I don't believe in them, but I do appreciate a good conspiracy theory. So the thing that I never understood is, like, if I had that amount of money, I would just quit and disappear. Like, I don't understand why The Rock is releasing 15 different energy drinks all the time. <laughs> I think once you get to that level, it's like Mark Wahlberg almost. Don't. He posts a different... He... Mark what? Wahlberg and The Rock are not in anywhere near the same category. I mean, I, I wouldn't say they're in the same category, but I think they're in the same boat. But one's in a yacht and the other's in a dinghy following behind. No, I think they're in the same boat. I just think Wahlberg's in the bottom and The Rock's steering the ship. No, The Rock is in a yacht and Mark Wahlberg is in a raft behind. The only people behind Mark Wahlberg are like Donnie Wahlberg and his brothers. (laughs) The Rock is probably the biggest celebrity in the world and probably has been for at least five years now. I would agree with that. But I also think Mark Wahlberg has, I mean, he has a restaurant, he has, he has clothes, he has uh, gyms. I mean, he's, he's not hard on money No, I'm by not, any means. I'm not saying that he's hard on money, but name his last movie. Oof. Right. He's, that star is starting, that, that star is starting to set. That's a good question, though, is when, when is enough? Like, when you're The Rock, 
And someday I have to believe that The Rock is going to hit a wall. Um, you know, for instance, it's funny you bring up The Rock. I, I saw a meme the other day had him in four different movies, but it was literally him in the same outfit in each of those movies playing the same character. Every one of his movies is the same thing. He is The Rock in a different shirt in every single one of his movies, <laughs> right? Like, I think, I don't even think they write scripts. I think they just copy and paste it and then just change a couple of the worlds around it. Like, we're going to be lost in the jungle. We're going to be lost in the desert. We're lost in space, right? Like, they just, all right, well, this one's blank. Just fill it in with something else. Most of the stuff that he does, let's, let's be honest, most of the stuff that he does is a little bit better than crap. Are you ready to move on yet? Or are we going to talk about The Rock for another twenty minutes? Which is what That's you you're the one do. who kept asking questions. I was just, I was just here along for the ride. I was just waiting for, uh, waiting for you to finally admit that you love The Rock. God. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's give some shout outs, shall we? Uh, we'll start with Wyatt Thorpe. His handles uh, at the Firm Handshake. That's a good I, one. I, I am appreciative of the Firm Handshake. Uh, Brandon Donches. Alex Pahidi, Tony Lang, Matthew Conway, Brandon Elling, Ian McCarthy, Zach Scroggins, Lucas Wyman, and Alec Mesropian. All of you get the gold star today. Uh, pulled those from our Instagram, so you want me to say your name and screw it up more than likely, uh, hit us up on one of the social media accounts that uh, that we have. Nice. It's good. Thanks. Good solid pacing. Didn't take too long. Seemed to get all the name rights. I'm going to go ahead and give that one. That's probably a 9 out of 10. Wow. Right? I'm not even out of breath. I'm not sweating. The hair is good. A little spiky. You know, this white light is like making my face look like I'm a vampire, but it's fine. It's a little spiky, right? You do kind of look like Wolverine walked through a hair gel factory. See how you didn't say I look like Wolverine. Just that I look like Wolverine walk through a hair gel. Well, like Wolverine's Um, uh, brother. (laughs) That was like held in a cage. Wolverine's like accountant. Ate ate cheeseburgers. Wolverine's like chef. Man, now that would be a dream job right there. Uh, Being Wolverine's chef? No, just being a chef in general would be uh, fantastic. Here's a couple of... uh, Bangers for you. Uh, no, no, no smart ass comment there. Just waiting. Just waiting. Just waiting. Uh, all right. Uh, what's what's more disgusting? Uh, eating uh, cold spaghetti or eating something that uh, you get out of the microwave that's a little bit lukewarm, not as warm as it should be. But not not uh, not cold either. Just kind of in the middle. What's more disgusting? Well, I mean, anything that's like lukewarm in the middle. Because I did make some chicken in the microwave, oh. and it was clearly pink in the middle of it. But oh. I had eaten all of it already. So far, you know, oh. so so far still good. Stomach is okay. I don't mind cold spaghetti. I'm going to make an argument that Italian food is almost universally better cold than it is hot. Oof. That's uh pizza, spaghetti, pasta. There's a strong Oof. argument to be made that Italian food might be just as good cold as it is hot. And I don't think that you can say that about a lot of other genres of food. No, I mean probably 
really anything with noodles is probably the only thing you can argue that with, I would think. I mean, you could also say, like, lunch meat if you want to get technical. But if we're going, like, you know, kinds of food, maybe Thai food, maybe Chinese food. Cheesy um, and saucy is probably generally just as good cold. There's got a good amount of cheese on it and some okay. sauce. I can't think of any other food genre that would be just as good cold. Mexican usually isn't. Nope. Here, Here's the number one determining factor for me is how soggy it gets. Like if it's bread, if it's soggy, nope. If it's if it's uh, like spaghetti or some kind of noodle, and the sauce becomes like kind of coagulated, and, and uh, nope. So if if I can get it, kind of you know, I try not to eat things that are a couple days old because God knows how how bad it's gonna be. How about chicken wings? No, I, I try to eat if I do bring some home, which is rare. I uh, I try to eat them within twelve hours usually. Wow, you're not a leftover guy. I'm a big not really no. Guy. Oh, I keep not not really a leftovers guy. No. One of my favorite things is to take all the various leftovers from throughout the week and then eat them all on Friday. It's like going to my own personal buffet. <laughs> it's fantastic, especially with children when we're talking about like chicken tenders and like mozzarella sticks, pastas, like all the stuff. Saves you some kids... money too. Oh yeah, I'm not throwing stuff away. I'll keep stuff yeah. for weeks. I don't give a shit. You're, I don't care. I don't care if there is mold on that bread, kid. We're cutting that off, and you're eating the rest of it. Yeah, what's wrong with that? If you got a piece of moldy bread, are you gonna cut it? Are you gonna throw the whole piece of bread away? Or are you gonna? Oh, I actually did it tonight. Had a little, had a little bit of mold on the end of a, of a hot dog bun. Cut the end off and uh, continued on with our night. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, That's the way to do it. Don't be, don't be raising no soft kids. Um, you can have some mold. Can't be soft in this world. Uh, speaking of soft, uh, what is more uh, disappointing to you? A roller coaster, a Ferris wheel, or a water slide that like drops, like the water ride at Cedar Point that has the big splash? Water slide. Water slide is universally something that is always more disappointing than you think that is going to be. Because if you've been on one water slide, you've basically been on all of the water slides. It's not that great, wow. right? Like... You go down it, your back starts to hurt as it goes across all the bumps, and you wonder if your skin's going to get ripped off. Then as you go around <laughs> some turns, you wonder if you're going to get pitched off the side of it. And then you hit the water, and then you get that awkward thing where you can't like really open your eyes because you've got water all in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been there. A water slide is literally what, like, it's if you had a, an array of amusement park choices lined up in front of you, the water slide would probably be the last thing that I want to do. Yeah, um, I'd go carousel I, before I did a water slide. Honestly, oof. I I'm not I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of uh of really anything other than uh roller coasters. I don't do, you know, maybe some thrill rides. You know, like the like a like a big drop. You know that like a, the power tower or something. But uh, I I don't uh, man. I you know what's embarrassing? I haven't been on any kind of thrill ride in probably a decade. I don't think that I have either, and I think that at some point you kind of age out of it. My dad, who is a retired family physician, said that there's something that like happens in your inner ear that you uh -huh. lose whatever is in there, and it becomes much more physically disorienting for you to like be on them. And I would 
absolutely agree with that. Like if I get on a swing now after a couple, like mm, you're, you don't, your body doesn't like that nearly as much as it used to. Okay. All right. Are you ready to uh, to dive into a current event or what? I'm ready for it. I mean, right now we're is this three or four weeks in, and I'm constantly shocked that we're like, oh, he's still doing this. I'm. I mean, listen, we're we're working on it. We need something good. You know, we need we need a good hashtag to keep going. I mean, our our choices this week were the butt punt, which I thought was going to win, but no one really liked the butt punt hmm. for whatever that for whatever reason that is. It's only the worst play in NFL history. It's pretty uh, funny. But it, no, but the butt know. fumble is the worst play in NFL history because it's more hilarious. Mm. I mean. Yeah, you have, I mean, they're if both they would have terrible. lost the game on that, then like, okay, that's pretty bad. But like, the butt punt is one of those things that like, oh yeah, that might be pretty hard to avoid. But the butt fumble is just like, man, you really you screwed up every single aspect of it. Like, you went the wrong way, you fell down, you ran into your own man, and you dropped the ball. Well, you you want to impress you want to impress me? Bring Mark Sanchez on the show and ask him about that. It's a hard pass for me. <laughs> uh let's see we had the havana sy- syndrome which no one knows what the hell that is you've been apparently. obsessed with that for years maybe uh the baby island and our winner which of course is is uh hurricane ian that's gonna hit uh you know tampa and go into central florida at a cat four so my first question to you is having lived in florida for four years five years whatever you did well, i think years? it might have been five years yeah yeah, well, your hair looks like it. Uh, did you ever come close to a uh, to a hurricane? Was there ever? Yeah, I know when I was there for three years, there was only one, and it wasn't a direct impact. It was only like the storms that uh, hit Central Florida. So I went through three three to five of them, with the addendum that I think some of them were technically tropical storms. And right. I was working as a reporter, so they would, like, send me to the beach as the hurricane oh. comes in, which is always a good idea, right? <laughs> like, okay, let's put this idiot in direct harm's way. Because that was a plan, actually, and it worked. It's That's what people love to see, right? Like, let's see this idiot out by the wood, out in the water. <laughs> uh, man, they're nothing to mess around with, though. Like, I would – the tropical storms that I covered, like, there was some places that were two feet deep in water. And nothing sure. fucks up houses and just basically fucks things up worse than water and flooding. I I was supposed to fly home, actually, uh, and I got uh, the flight got canceled because of Hurricane Isaac in 2012. So appreciate that, Hurricane Isaac. All right. I mean, I didn't I didn't know where you were going with this. Like, what were we going to talk about hurricanes? I mean, they're bad. Like, I'm not no, for I, it. You know, <laughs> like, I mean. I mean, I mean, listen, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't choose what people pick. I mean, I know what I would have talked about, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hurricane. I can tell you my father-in-law lives in central Florida in a trailer, doesn't have a phone or the internet, and it's probably going to get blasted. So, you know, we'll, we'll have an update next week to see if he's, uh, if he made it through, I guess. Now that I think about it, the naming a football team, the Miami hurricanes is an odd choice. Like, wait a minute. We should name our – maybe we shouldn't name our team after the Hurricanes, right? And the Rock went there. So it's kind of like we're just tying it all in this episode. 
you wouldn't want to be like in the California, like that would be naming like the University of California wildfires. Like, oh, maybe we shouldn't name them that because it's basically just all death and destruction. Like this is not a name we really want to be associated with. Like go, I mean, go they, hurricanes, like go they, wildfire. Oklahoma City, they have the thunder after thunderstorms. It's the same kind of thing. If it was the tornadoes, I would agree with you. Okay, are you ready for our top five? I am if you are. Okay, so our top five is top five celebrities you're not a fan of, but they do do good work. Uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, I could, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not on mine, but I would agree with you, right? Like, I'm not yeah. a fan, but like his movies are pretty good. I think people remember him as Captain Jack, but I mean, it's all his other roles from, you know, that, that really make him memorable to me. The problem is, is that after he was Captain Jack Sparrow, he basically started to become that in every single, I think he became that as a person. (laughs) Like, I don't think that he ever, if you asked him, like, I think under true serum, if he's Captain Jack Sparrow, he'd probably tell you that, yeah, I am. Well, like either he became yeah. that in real life or that was always his personality. Kind of like Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Where like, I don't think he's really left that role behind. <laughs> he, he just dresses up in the suit every morning and just goes to work. He might actually think that he is Iron Man or Tony Stark. And I think that Johnny Depp probably actually thinks he's Captain Jack Sparrow. All right, what's your number five? Tom Brady. Okay, I so I, I didn't put sports people on my list. Um, you probably shouldn't put a, that many of uh, sports people on the list, but uh, if you're going to put one or two, uh, Brady is fine. I mean, he transcends sports. Uh, everyone thinks he's a douche. He's probably not. I only I only say Tom Brady because he's somebody that, while very obviously very talented has always benefited from the circumstances around him, right? Like, oh, he was awesome in New England, and he was. He also had the best coach of all time, and that nobody went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, but that's a really good roster, right? Like, not enough credit has been given to the people around him, and he has benefited from his situation a lot. I'll, I'll say sure, I guess. Oh, you don't think that he's, like, benefited from the situation around him? I think he has, but I think you can make the argument in sports or elsewhere that it's a team effort. So to say he's not the greatest or or to say that that, yes, he has benefited is true, but you still have to, you know, he still has to do what he did. It's not like the team threw for, you know, 5,000 yards a season. That's exactly what I mean, right? Like that kind of argument that it's a team game, but he gets all the credit. I mean, and that's why he gets paid gigantic money because he takes takes that on and he does well. I mean, if a if an old lineman wanted that wanted to be a quarterback, they should have not been so tall and weighed so much and learned how to throw a football. Okay. All right, my number four, uh, Jason Momoa. Oh, I'm still not sure if I actually respect him. But, uh, and once again, this is, you know, I don't know him. He could be a great guy, but, uh, you know, he's come on as of late. He's done some okay roles. He's everywhere. Um, I mean, I'm okay with it, but 
I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just don't really like him. I don't know him, don't like him, but I guess I respect him because he, he's, uh, he's, he seems to have done some good things in Hollywood. He was good in Dune. Haven't seen it. He was good in Game of Thrones. Like he plays a certain role, but he does play it well. I get what you're saying, right? Like he's not going to be out there doing Tom Hanks dramatic movies. He's basically mm-hmm. the same person, but he does do that well. Like, hey, we need a big tough guy. Like, well, we'll get Jason Momoa. Uh, my number four is Anne Hathaway. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Why? Just she's in good movies, right? Oh like, wait, never she, mind. Never mind. I who are you thinking? <laughs> Anne Hesh. Oh wait, didn't she die? Yeah, she just died, and I was like, "Did he just go there?" But never mind. I know who Anne Hathaway is. Um, yeah, the uh, Devil Wears Prada, great movie. I, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike her. Uh, it's kind of funny though. You say what you say, you know, you can finish about her. But my number three uh, is kind of the, along the same lines of you know, uh, just kind of got lucked into some roles. I think. Yeah. Okay. Who's your number three? Orlando Bloom. Elrond? Legolas. Legolas. No. Yes. I don't know. I don't Legolas, know. right? Yeah. And he played uh, Achilles' brother in Troy. Oh, I can't even think of it. He, man, where do you come up with him from? He hasn't been relevant in a while. Yeah, but like for for a decade, he was the guy. I mean, he did. He was Legolas or Legolas, uh, and he was Will Turner in the Pirates franchise. <laughs> He, um, his role has been eclipsed by, I think, like Chris Evans in the sense that the Captain America guy is like, all right, well, who's the good-looking generic white guy we can get? Yeah, there, It was Orlando another, Bloom before it was Chris Evans. Yeah, well, there's another one, too, that, you know, he's on my honorable mention, but... Okay, all right. I'm, <laughs> but yet you like Leonardo DiCaprio, which is interesting. Completely uh, okay. different actor. Oh, my God. You can't even... You want to talk about being on the same boat those guys aren't no listen no offense to them they made their money whatever they're not even in the same continent as leo dicaprio first of all stop saying leo you're not <laughs> friends with him right I'm not i'm not i'm not i'm sorry i'm sorry okay my number 3 i'm i'm going to say taylor swift and beyonce but i don't actually mean taylor swift and beyonce what i mean is Anybody who kind of puts forward that, like, I came from the ground up, working man, working woman vibe, sings about, like, nine to five jobs and struggling, but they come from wealthy parents. Like, people who are full of it okay, are the ones that I'm not a big fan of. I mean, you know, you once again, it's kind of like the Tom Brady method, right, to me. It's not a method, but... You know, they, they had to work to get there, whether or not, you know, maybe their ground was just, you know, starting from the kitchen sink as where the rest of us have to start from the literal literal ground. I mean, not going to hate on them for that. Hmm. I don't mind that people, but then don't pretend like you didn't have all of this helping you. That's what annoys me, right? Don't give me a rags yeah. to riches story when you started with riches. Well, and yeah, and there's a lot of that, and there's a lot of feel sorry for me, and when you know, yeah, there's there there shouldn't be, that's for sure. I feel like you're a little defensive of Tom Brady and your boy no. Leo. 
I li- well, listen, if I can't say Leo, you can't see Leo. But listen, Leo, if you ever want to come on the show, you let us know. That would be a get right there to get Leo. I'd pass simply to annoy you. Uh, okay, well, who's your number two? Um, so I, I, I say the Jonas Brothers, but really it's anybody along that line, like, you know, young pop star, you know, oh. li- lives their life like, you know, they're teenagers, but if they break up with so-and-so, it's, uh, not, you know, it's tabloids for weeks. I mean, it's just, you know, so I just picked the Jonas Brothers just to put a face on it, but. That's kind of like what who was my number three. It sounds like your number two is like the studio creation, right? Like the producers in the studio, like, hey, let's get a boy band. Uh, you guys will work. What's your number two? Kanye. I don't, I mean, as a, like, God dang, that guy's all over the place, right? But Me. his music is good. I have, so I have the Kardashians on the honorable. I mm. wanted to put them as number one, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a guy that's insanely talented, a voice of a generation, maybe, and he's just kind of batshit crazy, or at least makes everybody believe that he's batshit crazy. That's what we really should have called this, is top five celebrities who you don't like, but have to admit that they're talented. So my number one, I, I kind of, uh, I have two... Uh, so I'm a little disappointed because I feel like they're both really good. But so one of them is Pete Davidson. Oh yeah, I don't can't, know. I've never understood why he's funny. Can't stand him, but you got to respect him because he's kept his name, you know, in lights for more than a decade now. No, this all plays into who my number one is. Go ahead. Right. Who else is your number one? And then my other number one. It's a group of people, and it's a talk show hosts. Oh. Like, and I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about like the Oprah's and the Letterman's. I'm talking about like the Dr. Phil's. The oh Maury's, yeah. You know, the, um, uh, the Jerry Springer's, you know, the, 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 the shows that you watch purely for entertainment. And then when you actually realize that it's all a scam, you're like, oh, well, of course it is. But you kind of respect them at the end of the day, because what Springer's on like season 35, Maury's still kicking, Dr. Phil's still kicking. Ellen went forever. I mean, though Ellen's a little more serious, but, you know, we'll toss her into the mix, I guess. Why not? My number one is Chris Jenner <laughs> from I'm, the card. I, listen, I, I agree. That that could easily be my number one, like anyone from that family. It's I don't understand why people are infatuated with that family at be, all. You have, Look, I think that Chris Jenner, who is the mom of the Kardashians, has done more damage to Western civilization than a lot of other people. But you have got to admit that like her marketing and pushing forward, basically, she basically took an entire family with no real discernible talent and turned them into millionaires and billionaires. Like you, I think that it, like I said, it has done, it has hurt our civilization but she is pretty good at it. She did. She made the family. I mean, they have what? They have perfumes. They have clothes. I mean, I'm not taking them relevant for 20 years. Yeah. When they absolutely probably should not have been. That's one of the greatest achievements I would have to say, probably in celebrity entertainment is the fact that she took people with no real discernible talent 
and kept them as being some of the famous, most famous and wealthiest people in the world for 20 years. Well, it's 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 been a ride. That that's for sure. I've, it's been a ride. Yeah, I don't even know how else to how else to explain it. I'm I'm kind of excited though. I, I want to get to some of my my honorable mention because okay, I have a list. Okay, I agree. I agree. Uh, so uh, I'll just start here. Um, Adam Sandler. Yeah, uh, that's a hot. Sh- that's a good one. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, uh, I don't remember him really being that good though. That's the thing. But I would agree with you. He's he can be pretty Uh, weird. Nickelback. Oh yeah. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) This might piss some people off, but uh, uh, like the the hard rockers of the late '80s, early '90s, like ACDC, Def Leppard. Like you might not like them, but you have to respect what they've done. Um, uh, Let's see. I have Charlie Sheen. And Will Ferrell, and I'll end with Paulie Shore. Oh, the only one I would take in, I think those are all good. The only one that I would disagree with is Paulie Shore in the sense that, like, what did he ever really, he actually, he did make that a whole thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, like he... that, buddy. That's, <laughs> that is fucking dating yourself. Well, I mean, but it, he did. There's, one, there's one catalyst here, if you've noticed, and it's Disney. If you can get in with Disney, I mean, you're fucking set. Oh, that see, that's exactly my point with Tom Brady. You get yourself in the right situation, and the organization oh. around you can catapult you into anything. Okay, it's a. I mean, I'm not Justin Timberlake I, and Tom Brady, same person. Thanks for agreeing with me. Not saying I don't disagree. Leonardo with you. DiCaprio too. Okay, all right. You gonna let me talk, or are you gonna keep cutting me off? I just want to see you get progressively angrier and angrier. I'm not. I'm not getting angry. I'm not. What? Do you have anything in your album mention? Yeah, I got a bunch. Asshole. James Cameron. Oh, okay. Titanic's not a great movie. That's insanity. That does not deserve to be the number, like, one of the biggest movies of all time. Is it a good movie? Okay, sure, fine. But it doesn't deserve to be the best movie of all time. Titanic is not a cultural change event like Star Wars is. Like, that, come on now. It, it, It broke barriers in terms of visual effects and things like that. It, sh- it should absolutely be up there with with the rest of the best box office movies of all time. You're gonna get Bill Murray. You know what? If, if I wasn't worried about my mic not working, if I set it down, I would have left. That's it. okay. Well, you know what? Let me let me remain calm. Apparently, Why? in person, he's kind of an asshole. But I mean, you'd be an asshole if you were a celebrity. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would be. I don't think so. I'd be more like. You could be Jack Nicholas. Here's my other one. Edward Norton. Okay, so far, I don't agree with any of these. Yeah, well, I would agree with Nickelback. That was probably your best. That should have been your number one. Uh, I actually appreciate Nickelback. I I, I don't. They're not bad. And it's the same thing to me with Green Day, where people are like, they sold out. Well, you know what? You would have sold out, too, if you could have made 10 times more the money. And release shit music. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got. I think that your your honorable mentions was better than your actual list. I don't know about that, but whatever. Up there. Oh, okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, 
subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. We really appreciate it. It really does help the show out. And we're starting to actually kind of grow our YouTube channel and make it worth people's while. So if you want to check out, if you ever want to see any of these interviews, our YouTube channel is profoundly pointless on YouTube, obviously. And love hearing people's comments. I mean, some of them are brilliant and some of them are hilarious. So if there's anything that you ever want to communicate to us, we love hearing from you. Let us know who are some celebrities that, man, you don't like them, but you do respect them. Like their work is good. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.